Welcome back to the Jerks in the Fourth Row podcast. Tonight, the dog and I are going to be discussing rating systems and how it's used to watch both modern day television and how we used it in the past. Homie, coming from Lake Winnipesaukee tonight. How's it going, man? Hey, yo. Going pretty good. I mean, it's uh, early spring here and uh, the question has sprung whether rating <laughs> systems uh, are, are really, honestly... If they're worth your time, A, to use them, but B, if you use them at all. Because I know I think we're kind of different on whether we do use, and we're talking like IMDb, Rotten Tomatoes, um, maybe even Rolling Stone magazine in terms of like. Yeah, their, I've, I've got a know, list of. Top 10 lists or whatever. I've got a list of all the rating systems or all the major rating systems that we'll get in. But you're right. Like we decided to do this topic because. I think the dog and I view or choose what we watch when we're sitting down at night uh, very differently. Um, I tend to use the rating systems where I think, dog, you are more of a freelancer and just kind of what sparks your interest. Though I think I'm going to argue throughout this entire pod that you might subconsciously be making decisions or algorithms or whatever or making the decisions for you. So I'm hoping that that really pisses you off later in the podcast. No, I'm, I'm expecting to be pissed off. And I, and, I, and I figured you might do something like this because, again, we're in discussing IMDb and, and how they, you know, they, they pitch certain movies and in, in, in during certain times, I think, also. Or Rotten Tomatoes do the same thing. So I feel like they, they haven't, they, along with Netflix, have an algorithm that put movies in your face at certain times and really want you to watch them. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I know what's going to piss me off is you say, by me not watching them and watching something else and going to like the second or third thing, I'm still like <laughs> yeah. under the influence. Yeah. I, I we'll, we'll, get, we'll, get in, we'll get into all that in a little bit. Let's just start first with, with how movies have been rated quickly throughout the years. I mean, way, going way back, there was really no such thing as a movie critic. There was more just like award shows. So, you know, we know the Oscars have been around forever. People would generally use that as, okay, should I see a flick? Should I not? And then any kind of like little marketing that went along with that. So it was more of into, more into the studio's hands rather than the people's hands back in the days as far as, you know, what was presented to see. Let's fast forward all the way to the 1980s. Do you remember uh, the two movie critics, Siskel and Ebert? Yeah, yeah, I definitely do. And then one of them died and then just became Roger Ebert or whatever. Yeah, and he's dead now too. So yeah. they're, they're both dead, as is, as is the rating system. They coined the term two thumbs up. So back in the day, if you were just going to look at a glance in the, like a newspaper or, an, or on the TV, you would only have a thumb rating scale. You'd either get two thumbs down, two thumbs up, or one and one. And then depending on which critic you, you know, more aligned with, that's, that's what you'd watch. They had a show called At The Movies that people could tune into and, you know, whatever was the movie would lineup was for that week, that was it. You'd, look, you'd see on the back of VHSs, whatever, that was the gold star rating as to whether a movie was good or not. It was just their thumb. I bet you they wish they had more thumbs so that... Because <laughs> eventually... <laughs> I mean, they could have. They definitely could have made it a more elaborate system than yes or no, up or down. Right. You know what I mean? Like, but but it was basically just their stamp of approval, just like Oprah does with book books. Exactly. You know what I mean, like if she puts it in her her book club, if Oprah put puts a book in her book club, it immediately does millions and millions of sales and stuff like that. Yeah. It was the same with them. Um, 
And I think it the same is becoming with IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes, um, and and definitely with with Rolling Stone and some of the the, the media outlets that focus on uh, art and you know pop art especially. Um, so I, I keep seeing uh, not not to cut right into it, but like on all these top twenty lists or top hundred lists of all times. Like Parasite, even though it's only been out for a couple of years, is banking into like the top fifteen movies of all times and stuff like that. So, yeah. it, so anyways, let, let's I, let's I, get into that later because there's stuff called manipulators that are making those weighted more than maybe past movies. And uh, so let's get, let's get into that later. Let's keep going down. So the Siskel and Ebert eventually did graduate to like a four star rating, um, which is kind of what we see now. Anything from like a four to ten. Four, five, and ten seem to be kind of like what people use as a scale uh, throughout little platforms. Next, there was diff- just different spinoff shows that came from that. Um, and then podcasts, obviously, today that, that review movies, newspapers, magazines. Um, and then it, then it kind of, then as like the age of the internet and streaming came about, there was three major internet sources that I think people generally use for understanding what they're going to watch. That's IMDb, Rotten Tomatoes, and then Metacritic, which is out there. You're familiar with those, right? Yeah, I am. And you're saying you do not use any of these? Um, no, I use them for um, looking up if, if, like I say, an actor is in heavy makeup or something. I'm like, is that Robert Downey Jr.? Or is, is that Johnny Depp? Like, and I have to IMDb something real quick. And I do have the app on my phone. And, and use it for that purpose, um, to look up uh, either uh, who a director is of a film or who who a cast is or what. Or if I'm looking at someone uh, and I'm just like, oh, it's killing me. I can't remember what other movie they were in. Like, I can, I, I'm so used to it. And they're like, oh, okay. Like, then you can look up. But I don't use the rating system basically at all. Um, so- I, 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 I use it for maybe discussion purposes between you and me. You and I, and maybe my roommate Maddie and I, were always trying to make top like top twenty lists and top ten lists just between the two of us. But so, so uh, for that purpose, so for the purpose that you use, you you it sounds like you use IMDb the most. Yeah, or or exclusively, exclusively. I would yes, say exclusively. Yep. Okay, so real quick, I'm just going to run through what each one of them bring to the table versus what's good, what's bad about them. IMDb is kind of like the, a Wikipedia, right? So it relies on its users to keep things updated, to get the voting. To Anytime you see an IMDb star rating, you know, it's, it's based off of 1 to 10. And it's usually user submitted. So you're, you're seeing the good thing about that is you can understand what the public thinks about it rather than just some, you know, stuffy critic. But the bad thing is that it usually goes kind of towards the norm. You're going to see a lot of that 5 to 7 range because people either love it or hate it, and they're either voting 10 to 1, like people do. So you wouldn't, you wouldn't vote. I'd never really vote on anything on IMDb because, I'm, I don't know, maybe I'm a leech, but <laughs> I just, no, I, I don't just, care. It just, no, and it makes sense. I actually didn't quite real. I mean, didn't take it as much of it as a fan site or as a fan, um, not built site, but a a. a, a, a uh, it's like a survey. It's 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 almost like an open survey for each movie. Did you like it? Did you not? Well, that that makes a lot more sense because like the Lord of the Rings, the three each three movies are in like the top fifteen rated movies of all time. And I'm just like, listen, I understand the Return of the King, but I mean, Two Towers doesn't belong 
above the departed like something's off here right i think it's based off of like passionate fan base and that's what we were getting to before when you started to talk about parasite like people can manipulate what is actually on the internet through these tools if you just have like crazy super fans right so if there's just like you know, uh, a section of people who are more internet savvy or whatever, then those are the people who are out there voting. And that's how you're going to see different scores weighted differently. Whereas like, you know, Gone with the Wind or even like a Shawshank Redemption, which is is rated pretty high on IMDb, you might not get an accurate result because, you know, someone in their 50s, 60s, 70s who likes, likes that movie isn't getting on there to vote. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, definitely. I, and I, and I think, that uh, opposite is the, is Rotten Tomatoes, am I right? Like where it's more... So opposite, so, okay, so let's get into Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten Tomatoes is more critic-based, right? So right. the, the exactly. fans don't have... Rotten Tomatoes offers a fan section, but if you're looking for a Rotten Tomatoes stamp of approval, that's just the critic's view. The good and bad part about that is that anything... So they do a 1 to 10... So actually, they do it out of 100%, but their critics are asked to to give grades and the way that the their algorithm works is if you get a grade of a I think it's 65 or better it's considered a thumbs up if it's considered 65 or be, or 64 and below it's a thumbs down and then they just they treat a 66 the same way that you treat a 90 a 100 score so that's kind of mm-hmm. deceiving there so if something has a 99% rating well there could be some critics who gave it a you know a 71 or a 75 rather than a 99. So it's a little skewed there because they kind of use the old Siskel and Eber thumbs up, thumbs down in their final score. So their average score could be more of more right around like a, an 80, but the way that their algorithm works, a thumbs up is anything 65 or above. So if you see, so that's why you see a ton of these like advertising people using Rotten Tomato scores rather than IMDb scores because it's more favorable because it's, they're just using black and white. No, this white makes ratings. a lot. I, honestly, you're educating me as we're speaking here because this it makes a lot more sense because I feel like it's like it, it, it's so fad based. So many of these these ratings, these scores are, are uh, as I was saying earlier, like Parasite is in all these top numbers and or all these uh, top twenty li- uh, lists of all these of IMDb, Rotten Tomatoes, in uh, a couple of those other sites. Um, and I, and I, is it like one of the best movies of all time? I, I feel like people, because it was so popular and different and so many people hopped on that train in terms of being a fan of the movie that they weren't, not guilted into voting for it, but almost like they they didn't know, they still don't even probably know what the movie is. So they're just like, yeah, that like, that's, so, that's so good. Like we have to vote for it. So and they're they're treating Inception like that too, because Inception is up there, and I didn't think it deserves to be a, a you know I don't think those two movies deserve to be above you know Goodfellas and uh, The Departed and uh, yeah Godfather whatever like yeah Star Wars it's it the, their rating system doesn't account for modern day trending right or doesn't account for how many people are now internet savvy than there was even five years ago. So I think that's why you're seeing certain spikes. I mean, some movies just rise to the top because they're just classics, but 
I think for the, the example that you're using, Parasite is a, gr a great example of something that maybe if it came out in 19, you know, 1995, it wouldn't be listed on that, you know, top 20 list or wherever it is today. Um, so the, the other, the last one I just want to get to real quick, and it's one that I tend to use the most when I'm sitting down to watch a movie, is called Metacritic. And so this basically is what Rotten Tomatoes is, except for it doesn't do the pass-fail thing, the thumbs up, thumbs down. It actually takes a mean score of all of their grades. So they, again, on a 1 to 100 scale, they rate it, and then it, it comes out with the average. Anything 80 above is something that I'll that I'll tend to graduate, you know, that I'll tend to um, gravitate Gravity. towards, right? And and they also have a good way of reading reviews. That being said, I think it's the least popular of the three. No one has you never see a Metacritic, you know, review, or if you do, it's like in fine print in the in the they because I think what it is is they don't have like that stamp. So IMDb has like the popcorn thing and like the. They have their logos. Rotten Tomato, obviously, if it's got a shiny red tomato versus a splat, you can tell if it's a... I, they, just, they just don't have that type of you know marketing or imagery through Metacritic, but it's the one that I use the most because you can really quickly read through. They kind of give like a 200 you know, or less word review of the movie without ruining the movie, which I'm a big... So, so let's cut right into it, though. Like, why, <clears throat> So don't you think it, it affects... The way that you experience the movie, though, like, doesn't it ruin a bit of the surprise? Like, it it does, but the it minimizes the surprise that the movie's gonna suck. So, like, I I trust it. I've used the tool so much. I've used Metacritic, and it, you can actually see the Metacritic thing in IMDb. That it, so there's like the star rating that's the public, and then the one on the right is where the is where the critics are. Oftentimes, like I said, the public is going to be right around like, you know, if it's a decent movie, it's going to be between like a six and an eight. Whereas like the 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 critics is a smaller sample and they do this for a living. So I, I do. I trust their review process. And there's certain there's certain people, too, that I trust that I align with a little bit. So I'll look to see if, you know, someone from the Chicago Tribune or whatever has written a written something that I like. And I know that they've they've had winners before. I'll go with what what they say. Mainly because, Doug, I think we all have done this, and I, especially during quarantine and COVID and everything, you sit down and there's just way too many options. I, rather than scrolling through Netflix and Amazon Prime and Hulu for a half an hour to determine what I want, I'll go see what's trending on that, and it just takes that decision away from me. I know you don't like that because it's someone else making your decision, but it just, it, like, I find myself wasting time scrolling through all these apps trying to figure out what I want to watch. No, I mean, that's fine and fair, and, and I'm really not so worried about, like, the psychological manipulation or anything like that, like, because it's so overt, like, they, like, if you go in, so Netflix, let's talk, like, Netflix has its own rating system as well, um, like, when you, when you go to watch a Netflix movie, it'll have a rating right next to it, right, um, and just, and it, in the front page of Netflix, when you're scrolling through, It'll put like maybe thirty movies that it really wants you to watch. Yeah, thirty shows or documentaries it really wants you to watch. But then you go into the search and you just type the letter like B, and there's all these movies yeah. and stuff that you hadn't seen. It's like wait, wait a minute. That's like there's a bunch of good stuff on here that they're not putting up front. But that's the thing that on instead of the psychological manipulation of like the algorithm telling you what you want to watch, that doesn't bother me because it's happening. 
everywhere in our life. It's not just like what we watch. It's, you know, it's what we eat. It's what we listen to. It's, it's anyways, but what, what bothers me about it the most is, is, is again, you're paying for a service or you're using an app and, and all this good stuff is hidden. So, uh, you know, so with Netflix in particular, again, the, the, oh, they have so many good movies, yeah. good shows on there that if it's not right up front and people spend their time scrolling, like, how would you find out that that movie is still on there? Right. Uh, unless you, you know, search for it specifically. That's the thing I think that bothers me is the, the lack of transparency of what's like, what is available on these streaming services. Like, I feel like each of them should just have A to Z. This is what we have. Like, uh, it, like in pictures, in, in lists of them. Like our eyes are so prone to scanning stuff quickly. It, 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 in like the platforms that they're serving us, the, you know, the, the, the lists on are made so you take your time to decide which ones, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, Doug, you're, you're spot on. So let me throw a couple of figures on here. And like, this, is, this would be like going to li the library though. If they didn't bring those things up front, it would be going to like the library and having to find what you need just just scrolling through like without a card catalog like so let me, so just the amount of content that they have on there is is ridiculous they have uh, uh so this is 37 they have 30 over 37,000 hours and 15,000 titles on Netflix so really what that translates into if you were going to start to go watch what's on Netflix right now start to finish it would take you four plus years to to watch whatever's on netflix that's so an absurd why, so why would i have any trouble finding something it's absolutely ridiculous because you don't know like, what you're searching for so if you have a if you just have a to z like you're looking for how would you know what was on page 450 of you know fifteen thousand titles? title like how would you know where to go well, they have the like under action and adventure, like they have the genres or like okay, you know, okay. So we're we're getting it, into but... the, we're getting into this. They they provide those genres for you, so they're providing you data, and what you're doing is providing them by by what you select, so that they can make your so the whole part the whole part of Netflix, the algorithm that they have is to get is retention. It's all about getting you back into Netflix, right? It's it's about getting you to sit down on your couch and making that app the one that you choose. Yep. So so, so what they do, like you said, they have the rows. They say, here are 30 movies that you can see right up front and maybe you know what I'm talking about with the rows. Like each one is like trending yep. now, you, you know, maybe action. And based off of your behavior, that's the ones that they present to you right off the bat, right? So, so the, the way that they do rows is so that you can see, rather than doing it like Instagram style where you have to go vertical, they, do, they purposely do the horizontal because you can present more right then and there. So within those rows, they, there's another thing called personalized video rating. And this is, you know, basically, okay, Tim likes action movies or Tim likes documentaries. Here we go. When he's in here, this is what we're going to give him right off the bat. So what, what they say, I don't find that's the case as much though. Like they're still pitching me all this stuff that I don't really want to watch that are Netflix originals or. But do you, you, know, do, do you not like, want to watch it because they're, they're suggesting it? Is, is there a little bit of really, you that's just like saying, right, so I'm going to tell you right. what I want to watch. You can't tell me what I'm going to. It's just, it, it is, I'm totally as listeners will know i react with my gut to a lot of things especially with 
something with a choice of something I like, it's totally a gut reaction. So like when I'm surfing, I'm, I'm surfing quick and I'm waiting for that one uh, Rob Schneider film to pop out at me and be like, oh, you're watching me, <laughs> Doritos and corn syrup tonight, baby. And it's like, all right, like that's cool. But like, but I feel that Netflix pitches ones that I, they want me to branch out more. I feel like they want me to watch the stuff that they want me to watch and they want to make a million murder documentaries because that, that's another thing that's be quickly becoming oversaturated. And maybe that's because I, I, you know, I watch a lot of true crime stuff, but... It's exactly I, why, Tim, when I turn on my Netflix, it's not the same experience that you're getting. You said that when you type in B to the search, all these movies come up. I guarantee that first page of movies that just when you type in the letter B or the letter A or whatever is different than what I'm experiencing. This is all part of their algorithm. I'm just getting into the high level parts of it. Like it's so complex that they're going to find you what you want. This article I was reading saying, saying that even if you're searching and even if you're going deep into like the sixth, seventh, eighth row, anyone, any person who is subscribed to Netflix is only seeing 10 to 20% of their library unless they do an exact search, unless you know something's out there and you're going directly to find it, you're only seeing basically the tip of your own iceberg on, on Netflix. And it's crazy. I mean, right. I don't think we can understand what 15,000 titles, what four years of content, how much content that is. So what they're trying to do is make it easy for us, but at the same time, retain us saying, okay, I know when I click Netflix, chances are I'm going to find something I like. Well, guess what? They've already found that for you. They, you finding something I on the third page, you find something on the third, hold up, hold up, hold up. But you find something, you think you're finding something on the third page, they already know you're going to select something like that. So that's why they've, like, right, you're not. So how come last night when I was searching Netflix, I said, screw this, and I switched it to Prime and watched old episodes of 30 Rock? Because, like, honestly, I couldn't find, and I'm at the lake here, and I was just like, I want to watch a dumb action movie. But I straight up, I couldn't find anything that, that sat well with my gut, so I just tried to turn on 30 Rock. Okay. So, yeah. but, but what did you do? Like, so... <laughs> so I, I beat the algorithm. No, you like, didn't. You just skipped to another one, because Prime does the exact same thing. You well, I made a conscious decision to say, I'm going to watch the show that I want to watch that is available to me. Like... I'm saying you're not making a conscious decision because you have two decisions to you have you're going between Prime and Netflix. You've you've you're already cornered. You're already cornered okay, by just all right, all right, all right. So, but so with all of that in mind, the algorithm, how they present that. So, how how long do you spend searching when you're going through the pages? So, if Crystal's got the remote, she'll she'll tend to do what you do. She's more of the gut. She'll she'll go. Okay, that looks good. But again, she, we're only seeing 15% of what's even out there. So Netflix has already chosen. It's already whittled it down for us. It makes it feel like we're choosing ourselves because we found I'm it on page you. I'm asking you personally, what, how, how long are you surfing through Netflix before you decide? Or are you just like, oh, they've decided for me. So yeah, this is great. So, so I'll sit down to the TV. That's why I use Metascore. Or I'll, or I'll do a referral from a friend. So if a friend... If I'm out and someone says, hey, you got to check out this, I'll text myself, whatever that is, be whether based off of the, the taste that my friends have, right? So if it's something like a murder doc or whatever that I've seen a bunch of times, yeah, sure, I'll, wa I'll watch that, but I won't seek it out. When I sit down, I'm using those tools. I'm using IMDb. I'm using Meta Metacritic 
to already know what I'm going to watch. You recommended me watching, uh, what was it? So it was A24 films, right? I'm, I'm going to go do that bef- much, way, bef- way before. Because there's just been certain times where I just sat there and just scrolled through Netflix. And then all of a sudden it's 930 and I start a movie and I just fall asleep in 15 minutes. I'd rather know what I'm... I tend to know what I'm going to watch when I sit down. That, and I, I do tend to watch a little bit more sports. So, I mean, that's, it's on at certain time frames. That's really our only live TV that's left that you can watch. So I'll, I'll know the golf tournament starts at three. That's when I'm sitting down to watch TV. No, I mean, that, it makes sense in terms of being prepared for your night. Um, but I guess, you know, Matt, Maddie and my roommate and I do discuss, like, if we're going to sit down and watch something like – so we've been going through lately. We've been going through old Stanley um, because we feel like it's necessary. So, oh, I'm sorry, Doc. You broke up there. Old what? Stanley Kubrick films. Cool. Um, so like A Clockwork Orange, uh, 2001: A Space Odyssey, um, The Shining. So, anyways, all these films like that we feel are quintessential. Like if you're gonna talk with somebody about movies or like in talk TV should probably watch these movies. Cause they're like, you know, some of the building blocks of our modern day films anyways. But so, but would we have watched them if we, if that knowledge out there, you know, wasn't, if that knowledge wasn't out there that we had to watch them. So I'm much like you again, from word of mouth from my friends, that's how I'm going to decide to watch things. My buddy Botsy's just like suggested Clockwork Orange the other day, even though I'd seen it before. But but if you like, it's considered a quintessential movie. Like if you're gonna, if you're good, like if you would talk to a film buff or somebody who went to film school, like there, there's like some level of like you have to watch this. So like so th- there are those movies, but those movies don't seem to be rated all that high on the the rating sites which i understand you've you've explained and all that but but i'm telling you doug that they those will show up the more of those that you watch the more of those that will show up so like those types of movies so for instance if you get take a recommendation from your friend that recommendation is going into the algorithm and saying okay now tim is watching more of you know period pieces or whatever like let's throw let's throw more so there's so many rows so netflix has even though they have fifteen thousand titles they have 10,000 different genres of, or rows that they, that they have available. So what we're watching now, maybe someone in Texas and California, Japan, wherever, they are... There's, it's also regional too. Netflix sure. has a regional uh, catalog. Exactly. So, so that's, that's what I'm saying. And there's different rows too. So you and I, they only present to us the top 10 rows that they think, as you're scrolling down, that they think that we'd be available. It never used to be like that. If you remember... Remember when we used to when we lived together in the Wii, we'd have Netflix through the Wii. You could scroll yep. for like twenty to fifty rows of stuff. You'd get down to like, you know, German, you know, whatever. Well, you, there's still I've run into a ton of Indian stuff recently on my on Netflix. There's a ton of Bollywood stuff on sure on Netflix. Definitely. Uh, and, and and I wonder if that's because of I'm bouncing all around the place, but but all right, so but we're again focusing on ratings and focusing on 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 the algorithms and in new systems of of selling you the, the movies. So we, I'm understanding that you use a collection of them as tools to make your decision, right? Basically, so I'm not sitting there at night scrolling for thirty minutes. Yeah, I'll use Metacritic. I'll use 
uh, IMDb. I'll use what, and I will, if Netflix or mainly Prime, I feel like Prime does a better job of like recommending movies that I like. But as far as like shows, if there's something that's presented, like I'll watch the preview real quick. And if it looks half decent, then yeah, I mean, I'll watch it, but it's it's rare that I do. It's rare that I sit down to television or if I got the remote in my hands, it's rare that I don't know what I want to watch within the first two minutes based off of a recommendation or something that, you know, I, I read or heard about before. Yeah. I mean, and that's totally valid. I you, got, dog, I, you, using Metacritic, using Rotten Tomatoes, using, though I don't love Rotten Tomatoes, using IMDb. Like I will use those tools before I go. Yeah. And, and but all right, first off, like there could be new movies that you're missing though. You, 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 do you see what I'm saying? By simply using the tools that you're using. Sure. Sure. So you know what? I'll let you find them. <laughs> I'll let my friends find them. I don't need to be first to find them. I can watch them after. If, so, if something's good, if something is that good, there's word of mouth will get around and I'll eventually watch it. I don't need to be the first. I don't need to discover anything. So but that my yeah, octopus teacher. Right, but sometimes sometimes I, I really like being surprised by something. Uh, if I choose to watch something based upon yeah. a sole actor who's in it. You I, know? I get that. I get that. And and that's your experience. Like that's how you enjoy watching stuff is, is you enjoy the discovery. You enjoy kind of finding your own thing. Um, that, that's another thing you were mentioning actors, you know, that Netflix based off of your, of your likes. So let's just say, um, I don't, know. I don't like anything. Well, well, I'm just saying based off of what you're watching, based off of what they think, who they think you are. If, mm -hmm. if, uh, inception comes up, You'll you'll see Leo on like a picture of Leo on Inception underneath the movie title. I might see Ellen Page. I might see Tom Hardy. Another person might see wow. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. They will change mm. the image based off of movies that you've watched in the past. That's how crazy. Like I'm just talking about the high level stuff. Like they get down even further than that to understand. They know who you are. And I, I don't know if you've ever had this experience. Probably not in a while since we're all been you know locked down or whatever but if you've ever turned on someone else's netflix like i turned on my buddy evan goldner's netflix it's just interesting to see what pops up versus what pops up when i turn it on it's just it kind of tells something about that person that the algorithm's figuring out you know it definitely is figuring out a lot about us and obviously it's not something i'm like crazy about <laughs> but at least i'm sharing my netflix with multiple people so it's not like this it might my name Dad's and mom are using it. Maddie's using it. I think Laura's using it. You know, yeah. I, I I handed out to my buddy Dylan. Like, it's you know. It's I I remember I remember when you and I had a Netflix account together, and then like we gave it to Robin, and there was just like all this weird anime after on it, and it was just like, ah oh, man, yeah. you're really screwing up my profile here. Like you're. I, I don't know if that was Robin or if it was uh, or if it was uh, Cameron, but yeah, definitely, definitely watching some weirder stuff that's a good point that there's probably a whole bunch of cartoons and like the kids network that we don't even watch but i don't think we're so missing out there uh, this is this is even getting off track though so it's it's not how we use netflix or the streaming services it's how we use the how, how we use the tools of the rating systems to use those streaming services. Right, but then, I'm, I'm saying that this is a modern day rating system. It's rating us and then presenting what they think we want. 
So like that's that's why you see that this is 99% aligned with you or this is 81% aligned with you. That is some sort of rating that they're using to determine what is in front of us. Yeah. Well, I'm not a huge fan of that, really. <laughs> I, obviously. I mean, like, obviously I'm not a fan of it, but I accept it. I mean, I have a cell phone in my pocket. It's not like I'm unrealistic about, you know, how these things are presented and how they're how they use our information. I, I'm certainly not gullible to that. So, or, I know. mean, after this conversation, like, you're not going to stop watching Prime or Netflix or, like... Well, that's the thing. I, I don't watch it every single day, although there, there do... I do... All right. So, the one thing that does make me a little nervous is nighttime watching. So, like, when I'm going to sleep, yeah. the stuff that's playing when I'm sleeping, that... All right, so that makes me a little nervous. Like <laughs> so wait, do you think that they're they go okay? Good, Tim's asleep. We're gonna be here. Comes the 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 propaganda. No, no, but I think the implications of what, uh, what are being played. I don't know. I don't know what I'm even saying. All right, I just I, know that I'm uncomfortable with it, all of it. Yeah, but it's, it's a, it is whatever. a little creepy. I mean, it's part of the world. You got to be. You have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable, and yeah. it's like a part of our daily lives to have these, you know, these these monitoring systems, essentially what they are, yeah. to feed us back our own ratings, you know. Um, but but that's why you have conversations and why you listen to the jerks in the fourth row, exactly, because you want to you want to get like my favorite thing I watched last year, the octopus teacher, was a reference from the chef at my work. Dog. Like, We've become part of the machine. Is that what you're saying? Well, I mean, there is a collective consciousness, and does the internet represent that possibly? And that's okay. That's, that's for another that's podcast. Really, that's for another. That's podcast. the natural evolution of things. It's yeah. it is what it is. But but in terms of rating systems, you can use them how you want it. You know, whatever makes your nights more uh, more interesting. I guess there, yeah. Doug. Hey man, that's all. That's what we're all going for. <laughs> no, but on the real, on the real, I, I will, I, after this conversation, I have been educated a lot about especially, especially the rating services, but, but, but also Netflix, it's just really creepy. And yeah. I, I do try to be pretty mindful of, of, of how much information I, I give out there, but there's really, it's just, there's just really no avoiding it to live in the modern day. If you're going to like... I wonder no. if I wonder if there's a way, and I don't know this. I wonder if there's a way that you can like reset your profile every time you watch it. So you know how when you first go onto Netflix, right, or it, like clear your browser history. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know all about that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, but but it would be interesting to have like a reset button. Right, right. So like when you first log into Netflix, remember it would say like, do you like X, Y, and Z? Same thing with like Spotify, right? Like it just gives you all this information. I wonder if there's a way that they would be willing to like lose data on you so that you can have that experience that you're talking about, almost like an index rather than, rather than the algorithm. So are you saying no matter what, no matter what my intentions are, I'm using the rating systems, no matter what, or the algorithm. Yeah. Or, or they're using me, better, better said. Yeah, I think if you're using a streaming device, like even cable has like the Nielsen rating. I think anytime you turn on something and stay with it, there's some data being recorded somewhere. Yes. Well, I, and again, I'll, like I said before, it's, it's not going to stop me from talking to my friends and getting... You know, you know, this there, there's ways to exist outside of it. So it's not I'm not going to let it eat me alive. Like the fact that 
that I'm contributing to something that I'm not quite morally comfortable with or ethically comfortable with. But I, I mean, what what are the ways around it, Doug? It not watch any streaming services. No, right? I think I think even since we were born, like this isn't anything new. Like what we were saying with Siskel and Ebert, like. I mean, there's probably ways to pay. The, I, I don't know if they ever took bribes, but there's ways to manipulate. You know, their their opinions manipulated what we watched and, and put on the back of you know movie movie VHSs and just even previews. The way that previews are structured, we've talked about it before. Like everything is to just get your attention. Like that's how people make money nowadays is to have your attention on Instagram, whatever. And they've just gotten better and better and better at it with these algorithms. That's all I'm saying. And then there's rating systems that maybe I'm saying, like, I think I'm making my own decision, but really I'm not. But anyways, let's wrap it up here. We're at about 30, 37 minutes. I'll be interested. We had good conversations with our last couple of podcasts just offline through our texts. I want to hear how uh, everyone else kind of, you know, goes about when they sit down and what they do to figure out what they're watching Final. for that night or whatever. Final. Final question. Do you think, are you making your movie choices with free will? Probably not. I, and I'm okay with it. All right. I'm going <laughs> to say that I am, but I'm influenced. All right. And still, free will with a bit of influence. Fair enough. I, th I think that was pretty predictable what our what our answers were going to be to that. But yeah, I guess so. All right, man. Try Enjoy on. the lake. All right, peace. See ya. Set me up to zone out, pushing paper, slamming the stapler, punching the